This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show with me, your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. It is the Labor Day long weekend. And so, parents, this is it. One more day and then back to school. Party. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra's going to be one of those, uh, the parents on the driveway saying, bye. Yeah. See you later. And then like. The fireworks are going to go off. Yeah. And then (laughs) mani-pedi, massage. Hey, we love our kids. Yes. Don't get us wrong. We just, you know. I like them after 4 (laughs) p.m. It is. It's going to be a fun and exciting time. (laughs) Like, okay, for the parents, but also the kids. But you know what? I know. Seriously, it can also be a very stressful Mm -hmm. time. We spoke about it last week on the show uh, because we had parenting expert and therapist Allison Schaefer on, right? And um, what I mean by stressful let me let me go over some some numbers with you guys. Um, did you know that uh, Canada has the ninth highest rate of bullying in thirteen year olds, um, and that's on a category scale of thirty five countries. So ninth, oh okay. Um, at least one in three adolescent students in Canada have reported being bullied uh, recently. Amongst adult Canadians, 38% of males and 30% of females reported having uh, experienced occasional or frequent uh, bullying during their school years. 47% of Canadian parents have uh, reported having a child who's a victim of bullying. The list goes on and on. It talks about, um, and you can find all of this on chicmama.ca. I'm going to link this blog that I wrote on our parenting show page, which is facebook.com slash the parenting show. But it talks about um, bullying and the increased risk of suicidal uh, oh. rates in youth, uh, that girls are more likely to be bullied than boys. 7% of adult internet users in Canada, age 17 and older, uh, self reported having been a victim of cyberbullying at some point in their life. And um, some most common forms of uh, cyberbullying involves receiving threatening or aggressive emails or instant messages um and that's been reported by 73 percent of victims wow. so it's it's not something that just that discriminates mm-hmm. all ages um anything from grade school students um up into adulthood right so these are some pretty serious stats and this is exactly why we wanted to continue the conversation about back to school uh on the show today and focus more so on social media and social media safety so joining us today is our executive producer and host of inside jokes miss sandra carusi and we we have our friend of the show, Paul Davis. Paul is mm-hmm. a social media safety guru. He's an educator. He's done TED Talks on social media safety and is known uh, for his school talks with students and parents on how to be smart and safe online. How are you, Paul? Awesome. How are you? Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Um, we we had you on a little while ago and uh, and we talked about social media safety and we went through some very scary um, information. And but but I'm glad that that you opened our eyes to this and mm-hmm. to all the parents that were listening because it's stuff that we need to know. But one of the things we couldn't uh, that sucked about the show last time is that there was so much yes. information and yes. we couldn't get to it all. So that's why we're bringing Paul back. And we thought, what better time than now entering a new school year? Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that we as parents play a huge role in this Mm -hmm. and so if we're armed with the tools and information then that's going to make a difference for our kids so where do we even start paul oh god there's so much right i'm scared my my kids are one year older than they were 
And, you know, my son being 11, almost 12. This okay, is... so what grades are the boys going into? So my son's going into grade six. He has a phone that I bought him so I could track him. And uh, <laughs> when he goes on his bike. Uh, but there are group messages. So I do monitor them. And some parents don't in that group, but I have been. And I've told him. And he's cool when I say, I don't want you on there, Paul. So um, let's talk about this because I'm stuck. I'm at a weird, my son's at a weird age. And Hold on, sorry, one question. Yeah. You said group messages, just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. Do you mean like um, group chat messages, like iMessage? Yeah. Or, yeah. okay. He's iPhone, yeah. So I'm, got, sorry, I'm so. Samsung, I don't speak your language. <laughs> Let me speak <laughs> I language, whatever you just said. So, okay, so okay. group, okay, so messages. Paul, now, Paul's going to yell at me because my son's too young. This is where we're going to go like last time, which you're right. Well, we're talking group messaging, which is fine because most of the um, the messaging apps allow them on there. But what I think you're doing is awesome in looking at their messages. The parents who say, "Well, I need to give my kid privacy. I need to trust them." I think they no. need, I think they need to give their head a shake because yeah. when you no, have not. a young child on uh, so not social media, let's just say messaging right now, you want to know what is happening online. You want to mm. know how their friends are communicating. You want to pick up what they're not picking up on because mm-hmm. what they see could be uh, perceived as a joke. But what you see could be perceived as offensive or as bullying. And you, the parent, who is looking at what they're doing online, mm-hmm. can can interject and say, hey, we got to stop this. And here's the yes. reason why. And by the way, these individuals are not treating you appropriately. Yes. They're disrespecting yes. you. Yes. Is that a friend? Is Did they get into the group chat without your permission? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. It is your responsibility to read their messages. Absolutely. You're doing awesome. I'm not yelling mm-hmm. at you. And you know what, though? <laughs> I'm glad you started the conversation with that, Paul, because um, last month I was on the parenting panel for the morning show on Global, and um, it's for the parenting playbook. And that was the question that was brought up is, is it okay to snoop on your kids? Yeah. And I (laughs) said, yep. I'm Italian. No, but I said (laughs) yes. But I also said that there needs to be an open line of communication Mm -hmm, between parents and kids to Mm -hmm. let them know that I'm going to be taking your phone periodically and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be checking and looking for stuff. So it's not... You know, an issue, and then there's trust problems going on. But walking in their room, certain there's privacy there. You know, I respect those boundaries. With the phone, though, Paul, I think I could be as strong as I want there, right? Yeah, I think as a parent, it's your call as a mother to do that. And you know what? Where do I draw a line in terms of privacy with my own soon-to-be 13-year-old daughter? When you're in your bedroom and you're changing, uh, you're sleeping. That's privacy time, and I understand it's quiet time. It's your time, but. Your device is not going to make its way into your bedroom with your door closed, where I have no idea what's happening now. Mm-hmm. As, as a cyber guy, I do know what's happening because <laughs> I can. But you it, tapped it. <laughs> but if um, do I want to do I want to give her privacy in certain aspects of life? Absolutely, you deserve it. But when it comes to technology, absolutely not. These are children, and this is where I think we're we're faulting ourselves. Is that if we give them a sense of privacy and they get hurt, the guilt factor comes back to us eventually <laughs> and then you're going to realize I, why did i let this i happen? could have prevented exactly. it exactly and that's what we want to do as parents they're not at that stage where they can understand right. how to deal with it that mm-hmm. is our responsibility mm-hmm. they're too young and i think that that's something that parents we need to remind ourselves that mm-hmm. a lot of our kids speak like adults mm-hmm. but they Good aren't point. because sandra i know that your son you're like you know what pina he yeah. talks like someone my age yeah and i forget we and, do yeah And so we need to be reminded and need to know our role as a parent versus their role as a child. So keep it listening because we're talking all about social media safety and back to school with Paul Davis, Sandra Carusi, and myself, Pina Crispo, right here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640.
You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. And in studio today, we've got Paul Davis and online safety expert, Paul Davis. So we are starting school two days away. This is it, guys. Um, What do we need to do as parents, Paul, to prepare our kids for the upcoming school year? And so uh, before we answer that, let's break it down. So um, the younger grades in grade school, let's Mm. do uh, the older and then high school. So what can we do as parents? Well, when I speak to kids, I break it down to grade four to six, uh, then seven and eight, and then high school. Let's talk my my message to four to six is... No social media. You're not allowed on it. Uh, there are clear terms of service, which are written in grade five English for anybody to understand. And you understand you're not supposed to be on there until you're a certain age. And what I promote with kids in grade four to six is you want to be online? That's fine. I want you to learn how to program an app. I want you to learn how to develop a website. I want you to download educational games. I want you to develop your own mm-hmm. blog where you mm-hmm. can share with the world exactly who you are, what you want to be. You don't have to tell them any personal information. And you're going to do it with your parents. So you want to get on technology, go ahead. There's a thousand things to do. Social media is not one of them. And if you want to remove yourself from the threats of bullying associated with social media, how about you respect the rules and not get on it? Grade 7 and 8, I know they're on the cusp and some are getting on there. Well, my message is different. Look, you're allowed to be on here. Let's follow some simple rules. Number one. Know absolutely everyone you're communicating with. If you think you know them, kind of know them, might know them, maybe know them, you don't know them, get rid of them. A girl came to me, I will never forget, in June, she was in grade eight, and I made a point about Snapchat and how it's, you know, an application that is primarily misused um, with younger generations because they believe images um, disappear. Disappear, right? She said, sir, you're right. I had an inappropriate uh, picture sent to me. I looked at her, I said, well, how many contacts do you have? And she said, 310. I'm looking at a grade wow. A girl who has 310. Know? Wow. I said, I, know you, those people. I said, I'm sorry this happened to you, but are you shocked? You don't know all those individuals. If they go and listen to my rule, which is absolutely know everyone, who I'm going to make an assumption will respect you and care for you, they're not going to send you inappropriate content. They're not going to threaten you. They're going to send you text messages that um, could hurt you. They're going to be respectful to you. So if you're going to have it, real human contacts, otherwise they don't exist in your life. And this is where the parents have to step in. Exactly. Grab the phone. Mm-hmm. Be like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. I call it the spot check. Randomly walk up to your child. I like that. Mm-hmm. Grab the, the device, check. unbeknown to them, and say, hey, it's time for that spot check. And go through it. And if you see something different from the last time you did the spot check, well, you're going to make changes. Mm-hmm. And the changes are consequences. And the consequences are take their technology away. Yes. Don't be not, afraid to do that. I think that that's, yeah. Absolutely not. And not for an hour days, mm-hmm. weeks, and make them feel the pain, the pain of not being able to digitally communicate with another soul. They'll understand that mom, dad is serious, and I'm going to abide by the rules that they've given me. Because remember, technology is a privilege. It is not a right. Mm. And with privileges, yep. come they rules can, yeah. and guidelines, and if they fail to abide by them, consequences. So, okay, so for grades four to six, um, and then so you, we just went over grades seven to eight, and that's when they can start getting on you know, by the, the rules. So what are yep. the ages? They're all 13 years of age. In 13, fact, okay. Uh, Facebook, you have to lie about your age to get it if you're under 13. Instagram, page one, section one, line one, states 13. Snapchat, <laughs> buried somewhere within there, you have to be 13. So they're all, uh, so uh, Twitter, uh, most kids don't want it, but um, Twitter is 
it's uh, there somewhere. They removed it. They added it. They removed it. Can't figure out if it's 13 or not, but the boundary is 13. And it all has to do with the law in the United States about marketing to kids. But I like I like it as the barrier to get kids on mm-hmm. social media so they're mentally pre- prepared to handle um, everything that comes. And most of them, by the way, aren't prepared at 13. But let's just go with, by yeah, with them. what they're saying. Exactly. And then your message for the high school students. Oh, it's much more intense. It's more in your face. We I break down how technology works. So everyone tells you what you do online is permanent. I prove it to them. I talk about digital trails versus digital footprints. I talk about how phones are tracked. I spend seven minutes talking about how a phone is tracked. How, by can you tell us an example? Well, there's so many technical components um, to how phones are tracked, and it's more tech-based. So let me f- wrap okay, it up. Okay, sorry. Come back to it. And so then I talk about how pictures are created, zeros and ones. And so what you see in an image is much more than visual. There's a lot of data within that image. And then we get to the serious part of the conversation. After social media, we get into sexting and child pornography because it's an issue in high school. And so it's now- real. It's very real. So now that I've talked about digital trails, I've talked about how pictures are made, I've talked about how phones are tracked, I basically get to the point of the presentation where I tell them the worst decision you will make in your young life is sending a picture of your body Mm. digitally to somebody else. And why is it impactful? Because at this point, I'm not the guy that came in to threaten them. I'm the guy that came in to give them information about how tech works and saying, you're responsible for this. When someone says, I didn't mean to send that picture, it was an accident or mistake, those are lies. Yeah. <laughs> it takes four action items to take a picture. You got to turn your phone on, you got to hit the camera icon, you got to pose and take the picture, and you got to send it. How is any of those an accident? Mm. So the tears start in some cases because they realize, all right, I oh, know yeah. I shouldn't have, but now it's out there, I'm not getting it back. Because I tell them the word delete is a myth, it doesn't mm. exist. Yeah. When I educate law enforcement, I have to substantiate that claim. The word delete is a myth. When you send a picture, you're never getting it back. So it gets more intense at the high school level. And then the evening when I come back to speak to parents, well, they get 90 minutes of what I've told the kids plus a whole lot more. I just saw this article here on on this blog, Pina. We were just talking about that. So pictures last forever, right, Paul? Yep. And um, it's actually what is posted on Facebook will be assessed when you apply for college and apply for a job. Oh, yeah. Uh, so stuff you could have done when you were 13, yes, 14? Correct. And, of course, you have to have the right person looking all that and figuring out how to find it, yes. But that's mm-hmm. accurate. Well, cross-device tracking, Internet of Things, there's all kinds of different methods to get this information. And um, it's scary. We don't even know. That's why it's great to have Paul because I think we don't even know what's out there as parents. And we're heading into the school year, so I think it's really important that we start it off on the right foot mm-hmm. um, so the kids have a good year and a safe year we're talking social media and back to school with expert paul davis and executive producer sandra prusi right here on the parenting show on talk radio am 640 you're listening to the parenting show with pina crispo from chicmama.ca on talk radio am 640 Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And in studio, we have Paul Davis. He is a TED speaker. He's an educator when it comes to social media safety, uh, visits schools, and talks to parents as well. We've got executive producer Sandra Carusi. We're talking back to school. We're talking social media safety uh, and everything that goes along with it. And so before the break, we were talking about how Paul uh, will go to schools and... um, and have chats with these students, grades four to six, and then the message changes for the seventh and uh, eighth graders, and then high school, and how 
people believe the myth that you just hit delete and everything disappears. When in reality, Paul, you just told us that is not the case. The and word, it's far from it, right? The word delete is a myth. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what kind of rules? So now that we know, we, we went over the, the chats that you have with the students. Right. What kind of rules, what are the steps that we as parents need to take entering into this school year? Well, if we're going to empower them with technology, I'm not against it. Um, but the first thing I would suggest is make sure that technology never makes its way into your grade school child's bedroom. Computers, iPhones, iPods, iPads, netbooks, notebooks do not belong in a child's bedroom. They're curious. We're never going to fault them for that because all children should be, except the technology and their curiosity shouldn't be locked up behind a door with unlimited internet access in the home when mm-hmm. we're not there. So I would suggest no technology in the bedroom and put in a common place of the home. I would also suggest that parents invest into what are called app-enabled routers, app as in an app for your device, and it controls your router. It can control it at home or remotely. And so you're going to uh, install an app-enabled router in your home, and you're going to restrict the amount of time your child is online. Yes. The mm-hmm. times that they can get online, and you can do it remotely. So if you're not comfortable yes. with them being online yes. while you are at work, you can cut that off. And where it's, where uh, do I get it, and well, how fast can it get actually, to my house? <laughs> Sandra, you know how yeah. I was at? Uh, I was visiting the Google offices yes. not too long ago. Oh yes. And Google has a great one called Google Wi-Fi, okay. and it's a Wi-Fi amplifier for mm-hmm. your home, but it has all these great restrictions oh. for us parents that we can turn off Wi-Fi at certain times, have, you know, limit their access to it, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is fantastic. So um, where do I get it? You can pick those up, like any, like Best what, Buy, Best Buy? You can maybe Best try Buy. Walmart, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, online. Well, so the-, I, the reason I'd recommend probably going to a place like a Best Buy is go to their Geek Squad. Yes. And say, hey, here's the square footage of my home. Yes. Here's right. how many devices I'm connecting. Yes. Give me the best router for my environment mm-hmm. and let them give you the best one versus going online and realizing, well, it doesn't it have may not. Yeah. a strong signal or it only allows me to connect two devices, but I've got 10 devices. So I'd recommend going to those tech experts. I'm going tomorrow. Not joking. I'm going yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic. Well, even it, if we're not even talking about like yes. that social media thing and it's just like, okay, well, we're just going to turn off Wi-Fi during dinner time. You know what I mean? So it's just, I oh, think it's, it's, it's ruining it's my huge. house. Okay, it's ruining my house. Let's yeah. go, you know right what? Let's go to that point. I don't believe you have to turn off Wi-Fi at dinner. I believe you have to make sure that no one makes their way to the dinner table with a, with device, a device that is electronic. Yeah. Dinner table is a time for respect, families, communication, catching up on You're the day. You're so right. Absolutely. In my home, technology does not belong at the dinner table. When I go to restaurants, yeah, I don't oh. bring my phone into, unless I'm, of course, I'm traveling. I don't bring it into the restaurant because the three most important people in my life are in front of me. Why do I need a phone? Why do my kids need a device? Absolutely not. So no. at the well, dinner we table, have to set the example. And I, I said that to, to my kids. Example. I know. I said to my yes. kids, you know, fine. You know what? I'm always on you guys, but mommy is also going to turn off her phone now. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have a phoneless hour. <laughs> yeah, no, but it starts with little things like that. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. I think that that makes a difference. So tools. So the parents you're suggesting, uh, check out tools like the um, app. Router. App-enabled router. Yeah. Okay. There, there are software applications, but I'll be honest, I've met too, too many kids that are very tech savvy. That they, can get around They can get it. around them. But hardware where you're controlling it physically, they can't. And there's no way around it. I mean, when you turn it off, it's off. Unless you've given them data on their phone, which by the way, no parent needs to give their child five gigs of data per month. If your child's in high school, give them a gig and let them manage that for the Mm, month because 
it's doable, but five gigs, now you've restricted Wi-Fi at home, or, but they've got data so they can do use that. Or no data, Wi-Fi only, right? You can do that as well. Buy them a wow. smartphone, kill the data plan, and just use Wi-Fi only in grade school. That's mean, you got Mama Pina. Oh, I know. That's I'm just mean. looking at <laughs> If you get away with that, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> See, my kids are only six, four, <laughs> yeah, and almost two, guy. so, so Okay, yeah. tough guy. Hey, Sandra, my kids don't have any devices. Take that. <laughs> I know. But once they start crying with that face, I'm the only kid who doesn't have one, suddenly you have flashbacks of your childhood. It's like, okay, I'll buy you six. Uh, yeah, see? Well, don't go anywhere because we're talking social media. And guess what? Because it's back to school, we're going to have a pop quiz. Sandra, are you ready? <laughs> no. She has no idea about this. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about back to school and social media and how to prepare our kids for the upcoming school year while keeping them safe online. And so we've got expert Paul Davis joining us in studio today, as well as executive producer Sandra Carusi. So I thought we'd have some fun. Since mm. it's back to school. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd have a pop quiz, Sandra. Oh, here we go. You had no idea this was coming. On this? So, well, this is going to really test me as a parent. Which is going to prove I I'm a tool. I yeah. failed. And uh, <laughs> earlier in the show, I mentioned that I was on um, the morning show on Global about a month ago. And we were talking about snooping on your kids when it comes to social media, if it's okay. And they actually quizzed us on some <gasps> codes. Did they? Yep. And oh. if we knew what these text codes meant, I tanked. <laughs> I was just like, oh God, thank God my kids are not of that age. And, and I have I have some years to practice and, and, and study this stuff. So hit me. I'm dying now. So if you are, because Paul says that we as parents, it's our responsibility and our duty as parents to do these spot checks. Grab our child's tablets, cell phones, whatever it may be, and, and take a look and see who they're chatting with and, and what they're talking about. So if you see something like, mm, let's, okay, let's start with, one that I think might be a little bit more common, or maybe it's just me. I don't know, but 420. Weed. Yeah, drugs. Okay. So, my, so, and my son knows what that is, by the way, 11. See, 11. And bef- uh, after we do this little pop quiz, uh, we're going to talk to Paul a little bit more about the 420 and the how important it is to step in as a parent when you see that. So, okay, so there's that one. What about, um, what about 99? I don't know what that is. Wayne See, Gretzky. What, that, oh my God, Sandra, that's exactly what I said when We're I was so on innocent. The, Paul's laughing. When I was Stop on, laughing at me. <laughs> when I was on the morning show, this was an example they gave too. And if you guys watch back, because there's a clip of uh, clip on of it on the uh, the Parenting Show Facebook page, you'll see me say, "I don't know, Wayne Gretzky." Ah! Exactly like Sandra. No, it actually means parent is no longer watching. <gasps> How do you get that from ninety nine, Paul? They come up with this language. I'm just adapting to it. Okay. So I can't tell you the origins of it. I just... I know. Uh, Who cares? Now I know. Go. Right? Okay. What about... This is scary, but don't be surprised. Eight. The number eight. I don't know. Okay. So that could mean two things. It could mean... Um, it means eight, like food, A-T-E. Okay. You eight. It also refers to oral sex. Oh. <gasps> So as a parent, you're like, oh, it's Wait, number let me eight. Like, what out. are they talking about? That's innocent, right? Oh my gosh. There are tons. Um, 
when it comes to the bullying stuff. Yeah. If you see one eight two. One eight two. Yeah. On on your kids texting with friends. One eight two. What does that if mean? If they're getting it or sending that to someone, this is kind of like sad, but it means I hate you. One eight two. Yeah. So like oh for me, gosh. like I don't know. Maybe that's like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Is that something that as a parent I should be concerned about? Is there maybe? Is it just like whatever kids just saying mm-hmm. that or? Could it mean something a little bit more serious, right? Mm-hmm. So there are tons and tons of these um, little Codes. acronyms. Mm-hmm. Acronyms. I didn't even know, you know, talk to you later. I didn't even know that for the longest time. Don't make fun of me. T-T-Y-L. Oh, yeah. Like just, ba- I mean, that's a fun one, but I'm just saying like as a parent, you got to get on the language so you kn- can understand. But here's the best part. If we go back to knowing what your child's doing. All these codes are out there for you to digest. So it's a new language, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a new language for us. Write down your new favorite website. It's called netlingo.com, N-E-T-L-I-N-G-O.com. Thank you. If you see anything on your child's device that you are unaware of, punch it in. It will bring you up the description of what it means. So there's no excuse not to understand. And that's what I'm on right now. Like, oh, okay. For example, ASL. You see that? What's that? Oh, grab their phone and like hide it. What's that? Age, sex, location. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what's your age? What's your sex? Yep. What's your location? Yeah. Like a Tinder language, maybe. Or whatever. It doesn't have to be. Right? So, Netlingo, what I'm writing this down. Netlingo.com. Okay. And uh, and there you can, like Paul said, because Paul told me about this, you can actually search what you saw. Or what I'm on right now is I just clicked on the list. Mm. And there is a long long list anything from like uh thank you to you know one zero q to starbucks which is um an asterisk and a dollar sign wow to things that are a lot more serious and inappropriate for certain age groups it's a very extensive list it's like i said it's a whole new language oh yeah we're not expected to understand it but we can look it up and then there are the emojis too so parents, don't be so naive if you mm-hmm. see a, a peach or an eggplant. What's that? Oh, parts? Yeah. Genitalia? Yep. Okay. So, you know. Wow. So we are talking social media and social media safety right here on The Parenting Show. Stick around because we have more when we come back. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. And in studio today, we've got Paul Davis. He is our, he's he's just amazing. Yeah. He is our uh, social media guru. He's our expert. He's our educator. He's done TED Talks about this. And, uh, And then we've also got... Mom of two. She's, she's sweating. She's like, oh, yeah, oh this my is a God. Tough, this is a big show. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Carusi, she's our executive producer, and she's the host of Inside Jokes as well, following this show, so stick around. Um, so we are talking social media, social media safety. And part of that is all these different social media platforms that are out there. The Facebooks, the Instagrams, Twitter, mm. but a big one is Snapchat. Mm. And Paul, last time we had you on the show, you mentioned that Snapchat is known for. Well, it it when I ask kids in grade seven and eight, I tell I ask them because I don't want to lead them. I said, "What's the number one way Snapchat is misused?" And they all know. 
It's sending images that depict nudity, partial nudity, or that are sexually explicit. I don't lead them. What I grades were these? Grades seven and eight. Now remember, half of them are not, are not even allowed to be on Snapchat. Wow. And they know. So the you know I'm, I'm not against Snapchat. I find the product cool. I dislike the fact that you know the lie out there is that images delete. They absolutely do not. I prove that when I do a presentation. But because kids are the best viral marketers out there, mm. they will say, you know, just send me a snap. It's gone. And the reality is I've identified 12 ways that I could save a Snapchat image without telling the sender that the image was saved. Because if kids do a Snapchat save, the sender's notified. So when I show them that I've identified 12 ways... Of doing gets, it without them knowing. That gets them thinking. Wow. Yeah, because a lot of them think, no, 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 that's it. It'll disappear and it deletes yep. and no one will ever see it. And if someone tries to mm. screenshot it... We'll know. We'll know. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even at that point, if someone decides to screenshot it, okay, now you know, but they still have the image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? But then there's that, I know they have it versus the, do they have it? Do they Don't, have, a, do they have yeah. a, a tool, an app, or have they figured out a creative way to save it? So the unknown might even be worse than the known, but they're both horrible. And you mentioned it last time as well. What is that that crucial in Ontario? Mm-hmm. What is that age school year entering into the school year that is huge when it comes to uh, this kind of stuff and the sexting and it's grade nine, the year of acceptance in high school, <sighs> where kids come together from a group of schools. They enter into high school. They've identified that the tens, elevens, or twelves might be doing it, and that's the way that they can be accepted. So they have to, under peer pressure, wanting to send a picture of their body, um, whether it could be topless, full nude, sexually explicit, suggestive, because they see other kids doing it and they're thinking it's okay. And they just want to be accepted and this is where Mm -hmm. the peer pressure comes in. Like it's a norm. And I'm there to tell them, look, um, the poorest decision you'll ever make is when you take a picture and you send it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to threaten with the laws in Canada, which, you know, are child pornography laws. Those are an issue in themselves and I don't threaten with that. I tell them they exist, but I don't threaten. But I tell them, how images don't delete, how devices are tracked. And when you post an image, if someone says, send it, I will delete it, I promise. That's a lie because there's an image embedded somewhere or it could have been saved to a cloud. It could have been sent to five other parties that all parties delete the image. You have no idea. So when it's go- when the minute you transmit it, you've lost complete control of it. So Paul, part of that too, Pina, we've talked about this before, child trafficking. When you hear those words, we always think of third world countries or where it's happening. It's actually happening here. I'm in Mississauga. It's happening in our schools. And what Paul was saying, that's used towards that. So what happens is young, the kids will be in the mall and uh, other young people will approach them and they lure them and date them and buy them nice presents, send me a picture. And then like what Paul is saying, and then what happens is on spares and lunches uh they get driven to a motel and they're performing sex acts and it's um it's they and then they use those pictures as blackmail and say well if you tell anyone this happened i will expose these pictures and what you're doing this is why it's so important to have this conversation Mm. because we as parents especially now entering into a brand new school year if you have a child um that is in the school system we need to be diligent vigilant yeah yeah we need to be on top of this stuff especially that grade nine year because this is you're entering mm-hmm. like paul said acceptance mm-hmm. yeah and bullying goes along with this and and one of the stats i mentioned at the top mm. was just how things can snowball and people you know that's when you start hearing about suicide yes so this yeah. is very serious um 
We are going to have more when we come back from the break, so stick around. This is The Parenting Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. Back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about social media, social media safety, online safety, and gearing up for a brand new school year. We were talking a little bit about sexting, uh, grade nine year being the year mm. um, of acceptance mm-hmm. for especially kids in Ontario. Uh, you know, entering the the high school system. And uh, in studio today, we actually have a guest. Her name is Alicia. And um, she's Sandra's niece. Yes. And while we were on break, she said, huh, that sounds a little familiar. I I know a story like that. I'd love for you to share with us what you just, what you just told us on break, Alicia. Uh, Yeah. So when I was um, in grade 12, my younger brother was in grade nine and basically the exact same uh, situation that you guys are talking about happened. So, um, all of the grade 12 guys in my year, they had a uh, like a group chat and all of the nudes or sexual pictures that were being sent around by the younger girls, particularly like grade nines, um, would all be within this Snapchat or sorry, within this uh, group chat. And um, one of the girls, they sent the photo. I actually, it got passed to me. So it just, it absolutely blew up. Wow. And um, a lot of the people... Um, especially like the grade nine and 10 girls that weren't necessarily for it. Obviously people make mistakes, but they uh, printed out the girls' pictures <gasps> and put them up all over the uh, school bathrooms and in the hallways. And uh, so obviously it was a really bad experience for that girl. But I mean, there were multiple girls that were that's, in this group. That's what leads to suicide sometimes, or if not at the very yeah, worst, trauma. Totally. Yeah, that's it, right? Totally. Well, yeah, you know, I could speak about this for an hour. Uh, it, it dominates one of my presentations that I have for uh, for high school girls, and it's specifically uh, for girls because I hear this story countless of times. And I'll quote a girl in the East Coast a couple of years ago. She said, boys trade pictures of nude girls like they're Pokemon cards. <laughs> they think it's fun. Now, by the way, under the Criminal Code of Canada, that is the intent to distribute child pornography. Uh, which is serious. And what most kids don't get is when they turn 18 years of age, they are now an adult. They're still in possession of images they had as a minor, but now they're an adult. They'll be tried as an adult. Yeah, Yeah, that happened as well. What? See, they, they got tried as an well, ad? Well, no, yeah, so all, obviously all of these pictures were in and then a new girl sent um, out a picture and because uh, the principal found out about this chat with all of the guys, she had to go to the principal's office saying that she was like distributing child pornography. All of the guys had to go to the office because it was the, the same thing. Serious. This is really serious. If you are tuning in now and have missed anything you need to listen back on the mm-hmm. podcast and we'll give you all that information towards the end. We are wrapping it up right now. Um, but just a few things to recap. Uh, we found we found a great list on parenting.com. So talk to your child about internet safety as soon as they begin uh, using the internet because it's never too early to start discussing the importance of being a good you know, citizen online. Uh, use age-appropriate filters, blocking, monitoring software, um, just like Paul mentioned you know mm. so get yourself one of those what did you call it paul app enabled <laughs> routers app dash enabled routers hit mm. up the best buy tell them you know what you need and they will hook you up with 
the best thing for you and your home. Just stay involved in um, time limits. Yeah, stay yeah. involved. Set up time limits. Um, check. Do these spot checks mm. that Paul mentioned. Grab their phone. Let them know that this is going to be happening periodically. And, and check. And who le- are they friends with? What are they talking about? Any of those code words that you don't know? And lead by example, which yeah. I have to do all the time. Turn off my phone and actually talk to each other. Paul, anything else I'm missing before we uh, we sign off? No, we've covered a lot in this segment. So, But thank you for having me back. Oh my so gosh, you're, you're available, you. right? To, you go to schools and talk about this stuff. How booked up are you already? I know we've tried to get him, okay, my school? I uh, have a uh, June of 2018. Oh, come on. Before it was March, Paul. Give me a deal. Give me a nice price. <laughs> Cash no tax. <laughs> but you know what? You can always follow, find Paul online yeah. on Facebook. We are going to link to his page okay. on the Parenting Show page. Cool. So, So hit us up. Show us some love. Give us a like, please. And then give Paul a like. We are at Facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. We will also um, put up our podcast. So if you missed any of this show, you can always listen back mm-hmm. on your own time. And share it and with Parent there. Council, please. Please. That's what I did. This is, And they loved it. And with your friends. Mm-hmm. Your other friends. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much, Sandra Cruz. She's Thank our you. executive producer and host of Inside Jokes. So stick around because you know what? After all this serious talk... We need a good laugh. <laughs> You've been listening to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And uh, this is Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise. But the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. (laughs) 